welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Liebel, here with, oh, my guest podcast co-host. Hello, Mr. John Bauer. How are you? Hello. This is the, the first one where I think you've introduced yourself as Jenny Liebel. So congratulations again on, on getting married. Uh, but it's always fun to be on here with you. Thank you. So excited. And you actually know our guest. So I'll let you tell your little story about our guest. But I'm super excited because we're always talking about new training me- methodologies, new training modes. Um, the, the bottom line is there's a lot of different equipment out there. Some of it's awesome. Some of it is just weird. Some of it's not very useful, right? But we have somebody on there on here today with us that has some really useful and very, very unique training equipment and training education. So I'm super excited to hear more about it and how we can apply it as trainers. Absolutely. And yeah, just uh, just a quick story. Uh, so it's been about 10 years now uh, since I first met our guest and we were both presenting at the same conference. And uh, Chris got up and, and gave his presentation and I knew it was going to be something about bands or something. And, and then we're watching and uh, me and, and my friend Danny, who was a contributor to our, our certified personal trainer course, we were kind of watching and listening and participating because it was one of those kind of conferences. And it was kind of like, wow, this guy's he's kind of on to something. And, you know, 10 years ago, he was just getting started. So some of the tools he was using were still kind of basic looking, but the education was there. We both felt like, okay, this is this is really pretty cool. And over the years, Chris and I have, have kept in touch, bumped into each other at conferences. Um, and I've had the chance to kind of see where his education started, how it's evolved, and to where it is now, where he's actually... Uh, him and his education are joining the ISSA family as a part yes, of what we are. offer here at ISSA. Uh, so I'm I'm really pleased and, and really happy. And I think this is so cool to be able to have Chris Severs on the podcast with us. So welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Really delightful to be here. It's been a journey. Absolutely. It has. It has. So I'll, I'll start us off, Chris. Uh, you know, you, you gave us uh, this pretty lengthy bio, a lot of great stuff on there. And I was hoping you can go ahead and kind of tell the story uh, of you and how you got into this fitness world and how you started with this whole APT thing. Well, look, um, like so many people in fitness, I started uh, my journey being an athlete, right? Um, and I was, I played rugby. That was the game that I really played for a long, I, I played 40 seasons of rugby. My fitness awesome. claim to fame was I was a competitive player, uh, playing full seasons of competitive rugby and, uh, up until I was 56. Nice. Um, and I, I only stopped competing in Canada because I moved down to Southern California to pursue what I was doing with the training equipment. Um, anyway, look, I, you know, it was in my, it was in my uh, late 40s. I picked up some ideas about uh, training ranges of motion and movement and explosively. You know, I, I realized that I needed to do something a little different than just simply put on mass uh, in, in the training room. Um, and I, it was successful, you know. I learned a lot of things as well, rehabbing injuries. So it wasn't just sort of training in the off season to get ready for the next season, but 
rugby is a sport where you get a lot of soft tissue injuries. And so every time you have to repair an injury, every time you have to rehab something, you learn a lot about that thing. And so over 40 years, you can imagine, I learned a lot about shoulders and knees and ankles and, you know, muscle muscle injuries and tendon injuries and cartilage industry injuries. So I learned a lot about that and I progressed. Anyway, um, my kids grew up. They all went away to school. I had a business that I'd been doing for 20 years in retail, and I decided to sell that and open a, a fitness center, a spa. And I had a fitness center in the spa. And I started training people uh, the ways and the, the ideas that, that I had trained myself. And the town I was in, the community I was in was quite old. Average age was over 50. So I had a lot of older clients and they dug what I was doing. They could see, obviously I was over 50 and still pretty spry. Um, uh, so anyway, I progressed. I had some notions about working with bands. I created an anchor system, bought a whole bunch of bands. A um, couple of years in training people, uh, you know, I started to have more ideas. I developed an anchor system um, and the anchor system, Right away, other people that I brought in to sort of, hey, what do you think of this? Loved it. Um, so I started working with really interesting trainers in a lot of interesting fields in the mixed martial arts world. The National Ballet of Canada bought one of my anchor systems. Um, I worked with hockey uh, camps, a lot of hockey up in Quebec. Um, and now I'm interacting with trainers who are very specialized, have very specialized knowledge doing different things. And that was giving me a lot of interesting dots to connect. Um, I was really enjoying it. I went to my first trade show with my anchor system in Toronto and saw all my ideas there, but my first batch of band ideas that I created to work with my suspension system were being sold by my supplier. So I knew I sort of like I had something, <laughs> you know, I like designing equipment and I can see that I'm, I'm good at it. Um, so I sold the spa and moved to Southern California in 2012 and decided to go at it full time. Nice. Um, that was a transition, right? Um, and you know, what I saw in the bands industry, in, in the equipment industry in general was, you know, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of tools that, that worked, but they weren't great. They weren't optimal. They weren't, you know, there was a lot of room for improvement, um, I felt. And so I started to, uh, basically develop those types of uh, equipment and sell them, um, in 2013, John mentioned I, I, I had an opportunity to present at the NorCal Fitness Summit in, uh, in San Francisco. Um, and at that time, I realized I've got to give people something that sort of conceptualizes my ideas. Right. At that point, I didn't have an anchor point training theory. Uh, but I realized as I was thinking about how am I going to present my ideas and what I'm thinking, I realized I was always cueing the same three things with anchored resistance. I was always cueing the anchor point, how you're connected to the anchor tool and your connection to the ground. And I thought, you know, those three connections, if you, if you use that as a lens to look at suspension training in bands and anchor systems at the time, that, that's a really interesting way to sort of present all the possibilities with different tools. Um, if you understand those connections as a trainer, now you really sort of can command the medium, if you will, of anchored resistance. It really twigged that I was onto something when I realized that that anchor point training paradigm, if you will, the idea of, of, of using the lens of the three connections, anchor point, how you're connected to the tool and your connection to the ground, that also applied to landmines, uh, battle ropes, uh, 
uh, flywheel training, uh, cable machines, any anchored tool at all, right, can be in fact managed using that, you know, through that lens. Um, and in fact, the anchor point training course now, which is on your site, is demonstrated with bands and um, suspension, but it is about to be sort of expanded with experts in these other tools. Uh, and so you'll see hopefully within a year, uh, a much larger uh, built out course on anchored training tools that basically looks at bands, uh, suspension straps, flywheels, landmines, mechanized cable resistance, a fascinating resistance modality, by the way. It's no longer just a cable, a weight on a cable. You can actually change the actual resistance curve through these mechanical uh, devices. So you can make it increasing, increasing at different rates, decreasing, you can randomize it. There's a lot of really interesting things you can do with that type of anchored resistance. Um, so anyway, that's basically been what I've geeked out on for the last uh, well over 10 years now. Yeah. That's awesome. So John and I get asked all the time, why is there physics in the certified personal training course? This is why, <laughs> this is why, this is math, you guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> but is, of course, yeah. it's, it's simplified yeah. for what you guys do. So yeah. when we're talking about this anchor point training, Chris, what are the benefits? Like what would a trainer tell their client? They, this is what you're going to get out of doing anchor ah, point right. training. And why should somebody consider doing it as part of their training? Well, look, um, for starters, it's anyway, you've got a solid anchor, you can create uh, all kinds of different vectors of resistance, right? When you can, for example, do a pressing movement from a low anchor or a waist high anchor or a high anchor, right away with that same range of motion by changing your anchor points, you're gonna be able to create a useful variety out of that simple range of motion. So it's sort of a, an easy way to create tremendous amount of variety. It's very accessible. If you're training outdoors in a park or anywhere. That's certainly part of it. Um, the other thing is once you sort of master anchored resistance training with a band, you can trend and you understand the, the, the paradigm, you can translate all that knowledge into every other anchor tool and, and right away have a better perspective on how you can work with that type of tool. The third thing I will say about, about this approach, and it is an approach that sort of teaches people to work full body work always standing on your feet. Mm -hmm. So it's already an approach that gets you into that type of training. But one of the advantages of training with anchored resistance is there is a, there is a to some extent, depending on the tool, a closed chain that happens and you've got more proprioceptive feedback with the resistance. So rather than a free weight that's waving around the air, harder to control, harder to progress with, certainly useful, right? Um, when you've got, uh, for example, a weight on a landmine, Right. For example, it's a really easy one to consider. How much more explosive can you be with that? How many more patterns could you work with that tool simply because you've got more proprioceptive feedback? So your central nervous system is already giving you more strength because it feels more confident with you in that weight and you're moving it around, right? So it's actually a, a way to progress people more in, in, in more um complex ways than it is with free weight. We saw this with, with suspension training, particularly mm -hmm. because there you've got, you know, you, you already got a, a free weight, which you can leverage the, a body weight where you can leverage the amount of body weight you're working with. Um, but you've also, because you've got that, that proprioceptive feedback from the suspension strap, you can get people working very interesting ways that 
uh, they would have a harder time doing that with with freeway. So I feel like there's more progression possibilities with with anchored resistance, and there are um, uh, and it's an easier on ramp to movement resisted movement as well. Nice. So you said that basically to set something up like this, all you need is the anchors, right? So it's not like yeah. you need super, the bands aren't super, super expensive. It's not like a massive piece of equipment. Um, yeah. What would be, this is just a random question, but what would be like, is there three or four certain anchor points that you would say, start with these if you were putting them yeah. on a wall? Your, your key anchor points, are a low anchor point, a high anchor point, something waist high. Um, ideally, if your high anchor point is overhead, you're going to get a little more out of that anchor point overhead versus high on a wall. If your anchor point low can be underfoot rather than on a wall, again, you'll get a little more out of it. Um, but high, low, waist high is really useful for a lot of different things. Um, and then the next, the fourth one would be a shoulder height anchor point. Uh, you know, it'd be a, a, it's also a useful thing for very specific things. But any one anchor point could give you, you know, yeah. as much work as you'll ever really want. You could figure out, it's like with a free weight. I mean, you give me a free weight. Of course you can do all kinds of things with it. Give me one anchor point, same thing. Nice. You know, Chris, much of what you just described are, are some of the things that myself and Danny, I think, uh, thought we were seeing way back in 2013. Um, you know, we were familiar with the, the concept of standard uh, suspension training, but when we saw what you were doing and, and with the bands, we saw bands being used for, for, for performance. And we also saw it kind of under the, uh, the concept of loaded movement training, as opposed to kind of the low level training that you typically see with, um, with, with bands. Mm -hmm. So that, that part was, was pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Now I wanna, I wanna take a step back a little bit with it now that you've kind of described anchor point training. Um, you described that you learned a lot about anatomy through getting hurt a lot, which I, it's not the way that I would suggest, but it, it is. <laughs> It is a pretty good way to, to get a feel for, for your anatomy. Um, you you kind of developed it to help yourself out, right? And I'm just I'm just curious because I'm I'm someone that's had a few injuries myself. How did it help you? Well, um, basically keeping you uh, athletic, right? So one of the advantages of elastic resistance, which I would say, if I'm I'm a I'm a world expert on just sort of managing anchored resistance. I'm not a world expert on landmines or, or, or flywheels or anything like that. I am definitely a world expert on bands. And what I tell you about bands is, first, you can work explosively with them very safely. The, you know, and the older you get, the more explosive training you need to do because the first fibers you're going to lose are your fast twitch. You can maintain mass pretty well you know, in your 80s. Um, but fast twitch, you're, gonna lo you're losing that, right? So uh, bands allow me to basically work explosively in a lot of ranges of motion. Um, it's hard to work unless you got a cable machine. I was living in a little country town. I don't even think we had a cable machine at our gym. We might've had one, but how do you work rotation? Like there's a lot of different, you know, so bands give you that, that, you know, all that transverse plane stuff. And I got onto what I would say was sort of like the whole coiling core reciprocating movement idea, working unilaterally a lot. And I think that was an advantage uh, early in the going. I, I got away from bilateral resistance training and anchored resistance really, you know, uh, lends itself to that sort of unilateral reciprocal training as well. Um, so I, I, I guess it's, you know, it's, it, it, was, it was mostly just really hammering away with a lot of variety and, and, and trying to make sure that I wasn't just training strength, but in fact, I was training 
explosively as much as possible. Nice. I love that. I, I love the thought of, um, you know, maintaining athleticism because, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jenny and I just got to have a talk about functional training and what's more functional than still having some athletic skill, not necessarily for just playing sports, but like sometimes life asks you to do something a little quicker than normal. And the question is, are you ready for it? Or are you not? And yeah. uh, and that's something that I can definitely see in in the anchor point training is a, a way to like prep the, a real practical way to help people, especially people who are aging, to train athletically and powerfully, uh, but also in a pretty safe way. So I will say this about about the active aging world, and I, I will say that you know since I got involved with the Functional Aging Institute in 2014, um, and. Uh, one of the things that really benefit any type of, of consistent practice is going to help you tremendously as you age. But if you're looking for what is optimal, where optimal practice lives for an aging person is, a, is, is basically resistance training that serves your mind and your body. So I want to, you know, I want to continue to create, have resistance that, that maintains muscle mass and maintains you know, uh, integrity of my, of my joints and those types of things. But if I'm using resistance in such a way where I'm working a lot of different movement patterns and working at a lot of different, make, creating a lot of different metabolic demands, working at different work rates, this is, this is where optimal for a central nervous system lives, right? So I'm also wanting to train, when I train balance, I'm also training fall prevention. I mean, performance is on a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. it, between rehab and performance, there's also a world of, no, no, uh, functional, you know, functional life. So if I do a little bit of sprinting, you know, yeah, maybe I have this idea that I might play a little more rugby in my, in my seventies, but it's also really good for my brain to, to force myself to run a little quicker than, than, you know, than I, than I would ever have to do unless I was being chased by a dog or something. <laughs> Welcome back for another ISSA Rapid Review. Curtis McKellar had this to say about our certified personal training course. The study at your own pace model is perfectly suited for the times we live in. Thank you, ISSA. No, Curtis, thank you. So, I mean, you've explained quite a few different ways that people can incorporate this training or challenge the body in a different way, which is awesome. And since this education is now available to our ISSA students, it's on our website, guys, you can absolutely start enrolling to this course now for anchor point training. But can you fill us in with maybe some other ways or some ways that you've seen people implement if they're working in like a gym or say they're a home trainer and they want to take some of these um, techniques with them into uh, their home clients, how can they start incorporating this? And, and does it need to be like a whole workout? Can they just do little pieces? What does that look like? So, yeah, I, I mean, really the, the whole idea of anchor point training course for trainers is to just give them the, uh, a way to look at any anchor tool where they can look at it and feel confident that they can just take that band or take that suspension strap or, or that other tool and use it different ways and progress it different ways and right away see that oh I've got here's the situation I've got with the anchor uh, how can I how can I use that anchor what is that anchor point specifically going to be useful for what are the what are the different movement patterns that I can work on am I just going to be in a square stance pushing and pulling or do I hit a lunge stance or what are all my different lunge patterns looking like and you know whether I'm doing a you know a contralateral or an ipsilateral pattern giving people that sort of contextualizing that 
and having them realize, oh, I don't have to be afraid of a landmine. I mastered bands. I understand anchor point training. I can pick that landmine up right away and I can show you, you know, a dozen things to do with it. And I've never worked with a landmine mm -hmm. because I understand how that works. Um, connection to resistance is a really interesting and useful thing. How we connect with resistance has a very fundamental uh, impact on how the, how our, how the neurons fire, how, how we can work with a tool. So, so many people think, oh, I'm just gonna grab something. Well, listen, you can have it connected to your body in some different ways. Your actual grip, where your grip is on the tool makes a big, big difference. So if you're mm -hmm. thinking about how you're connecting with resistance in broader context than simply chalking up to get better grip on a bar, um, again, that opens you up to all training with all anchored resistance tools. So that's the, the, what I say to people is, look, this is a missing piece uh, in functional training. It, it, it's, it's not so much the Chris Severs method of, 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 of resistance training as much as it is saying, look, these tools have certain rules. Learn these rules. You now will have, you will, you will learn the alphabet. Then you will learn the, the words and then you will write your own thing or like music. Look, how many notes are Guess what? There's not a lot of notes, but boy, there sure are a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a really great point. Um, and yeah, you are teaching people how to use a lot of the equipment that a lot of people, like you mentioned, are not used to using a landmine, right? Or we all see it in the corner in your gym and nobody's ever using it, right? Because some people- Flywheels are brilliant, right? They've yeah. got a whole other world of interesting resistance to work with those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm going to circle back. You were talking about the cable machines, how it's interesting how you can make change the way that it resists. Of course, it's the pulleys and stuff, but what else? Tell us more. What else about the cable machine can we oh, change? So the next generation of anchored cable resistance isn't a weight on a cable. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are a number of folks out there that are now making these electromagnetic uh, uh, pieces that can fit on a rig or there's some of them have them designed into a large machine. But those devices, those devices that create resistance, they, the resistance can be designed, right? So you can have an increasing resistance. You can have a, a decreasing resistance. You can have a resistance that hits you like little shock loads, right? So you can have symmetrical resistance. You can have one. So these are, um, when you've got a, a device like that, that you've got an anchor device that now you can create really uh, different types of resistance you know, to the connection. Again, this just opens up variety. It opens up specific needs. You know, certain, certain needs are going to be served better with certain types of resistance. One of the things about bands is that a different, the different lengths of bands have different resistance curves. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, you can sort of appreciate that a longer band has got a more gradual change in resistance. This is generally useful. But, you know, sometimes you, you want a very quick change in resistance for a specific need. These mechanical devices that are going uh, that are that are being anchored, um, we're just at the beginning of of, of really exploiting that resistance um, and the feedback you get from it. Right? So so not only not only am I going to get a very specific type of resistance that I can design, but it's also going to tell me how many reps and what how much resistance I moved and what my range of what my work rate was. It's going to give me all kinds of really interesting data that I can use. Um, and that's, in some regards, in, in anchor point training, that's sort of like the next level technically, you know, mm -hmm. um, is the, the data we get from that. And eventually we'll get 
really interesting full body scan data as we're working out and the, and the AI will be watching us work and be able to tell us, oh, all our movement <laughs> qualities and what we've done and whatever, that's coming. And um, anchor point training will be able to, able to still help people organize the equipment and their movement patterns and everything else through that through that very simple lens of the three connections. Chris, this is so great. So, uh, you know, when I first heard about anchor point training from you, it was kind of using bands, right? And now it's turned into uh, the, more of these concepts, right? Of where is the weight coming from? Uh, in, other, in other words, the, the anchor point, how you're connected to it and what tool are you using? Yeah. And then lastly, your relationship to the ground at that point in time, all of those matter for every sort of exercise uh, that you're doing. Uh, so to me, this education then can allow anyone to not become the, the master of using bands, but really the master of how to create a lot of variety in the, in the load, the directional load, the speed of the load, the, the, the direction that you're moving, how you're interacting with the weight, just all kinds of variety possible through anchor point training. Yeah, that's it. Basically, it, it, it's just a, a structured way to look at um, uh, that type of resistance, anchored resistance. Um, it's sort of like, and it is a little, I, I say to people, it's a little bit like music. Like, you know, you've got a time signature and you've got notes and whatever, and there are rules. Once you understand the rules, away you go, right? Yeah. I love that. Now, can you take us uh, thinking big picture for you, Chris? You've been, you mentioned some of the businesses that you've had, you sold them like leap of faith, like hundred percent. You've done it a couple of oh. times where you just got rid of something and started something new. What have you learned from being an entrepreneur in the fitness space? Keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs> we go right back to the, to the American revolution. Keep your powder dry, lads, you know, <laughs> don't be spending money stupidly. Mm -hmm. Um, boy, I tell you the fitness industry, boy, there's, there are so many charlatans and, 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 and so much nonsense. It's it, as an equipment developer, you sort of, for one of the first things you overcome is people just being skeptical because you're just like yeah. another guy with an idea and you want, just want to hammer it out in the world. It, it takes a while before people will take you seriously. Um, you know, you've got to find the thing that you really, that, 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 you, that you're interested in right? Go deep on it. As, as you go deep on something you're interested in, eventually you get really good at it and it becomes a passion, right? Doesn't, you don't sort of wake up one day and say, I'm going to be the expert in bands. I'm loving this. My, my passion was staying fit to be competitive as a, as a, as a player. Um, but then I realized I knew things that other people, you know, that I had, I was now progressing and I, I knew more. Um, and then I realized how much wasn't known and I, you know what? I, I have a I have a role here to, to to just learn more about this and bring it to the world. Um, you know, I've I've been self-employed my whole life, right? So I I, I don't you know I, I would say I like other people, but I don't I don't take direction super well. <laughs> you know? like, I I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, whatever. It's just like you know I've I've been sort of a, a natural leader type person, entrepreneurial my whole life. Um, I can tell you it was uh, this, you know, this one almost killed me. I will tell you a little story, like, you know, talk about literally, it was one of those classic journeys, sell a spa in Canada, move down to Southern California. My kids all thought I was out of my mind. I say, dad, you got a great little thing going on. What are you doing here? You're nuts. Um, and, and they all thought I was crazy. 
on my 59th birthday, I had less than a hundred dollars in the bank. Okay. So what? Now I had a cupboard full of samples, right? And, <laughs> you know, I wasn't worried about, you know, not being able to support myself, go out in the world, have a job. Right. It wasn't that, but you have to be, if you're going to go down this type of road, you better get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you just better because, you know, and, and you better be willing to back yourself. You know, like yeah. personally, like I got this. Yeah. 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 Belief is a big part of that for sure. Well, you believe absolutely. in the, what you're doing. You believe in what you're creating. You believe the fact that you can make it work. So. I knew I had something good. I knew I had something to contribute. I knew I just had to get to the other side. That's awesome. Well, here you are. <laughs> here I am, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And years later. It only took 10 years. You know? <laughs> well, and, and here you are with, with us. Uh, we do happen to be a, a very large provider of fitness education. So um, I'm thrilled to have you uh, be a part of what we have to offer. So, so Chris, here's, here's your chance. We just kind of gave a long story of APT and what it is, but can you give like a short sales pitch uh, for our listeners on how this education will improve what they offer? Basically, if you take this education, you will never look at a suspension strap or a landmine or a cable machine or a battle rope or a flywheel or any anchored resistance the same way. You will be more confident every time you step into any environment where there's an anchor tool. And if you get the bug to really um, exploit that type of resistance, you will never, ever, ever be bored in your workouts, ever. Great answer. Yep. Yep. I love that. I love that. And we always encourage people to go out there and learn more about what they're doing, but this is a great way to master a whole bunch of tools at once and yeah. use that physics, understand really how these good things primer work. for mastering those types of tools. It really is. Absolutely. So Chris, if our listeners are interested, of course, the course, we have the link in the description of this episode for people that are interested in the course materials, but if they want to find you or the actual bands themselves that you're talking about or any of the other equipment or find you on social media, how can they do that? So at anchor point training on Instagram, anchorpointtraining.com. And what you'll see there is you'll see resistance bands. Uh, For the last many years, I've been working with webbing probably the most, it's the largest collection of webbing bands you'll find anywhere. Um, I had 20 years in textiles before I got into this. So I can tell me, I can tell you these are the, these are, if there's nicer webbing out there, I haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) And the nice thing about webbing is how you connect with the webbing is comfortable in your hands, it's comfortable in your body, how you connect matters. You'll also see some handle designs there. Again, I've designed a double wide handle that's way more versatile and the traditional single cable handle uh, mm-hmm. allows you all kinds of different ways to connect with resistance um so yeah that's that's the the menu there it's a fairly extensive you know program of little short bands i've got one band that's 16 feet long it's four inches wide um getting a lot of use in professional uh, nba and nfl uh training rooms right now um it's a it's a you know, it's a pretty versatile piece i will say it's the the nicest athletic band i've i've, I've I've created to date. Um, so yeah, there you go. Anchorpointtraining.com. And I will tell this as well. If your folks want to use the code APT at checkout, they'll save 15%. Awesome. Thank you for that. We will definitely throw that out there for everyone. 
Who doesn't love a good discount? <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing more about this. Looking forward to the new education that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so definitely let us know when that's ready. We will get it out to the masses. But thank you so much, Chris. This has been really fun. Thank you as well, both of you, for having me on your uh, on your program. It's really Absolutely. wonderful to be connected with you guys. Yeah, for sure. John, do you have any takeaways or last words for our listeners today? Of course. Well, well like I said, it, this has been great for me because I, I got to see Chris at the beginning of his journey. And, and uh, here we are uh, talking about our, our partnership with ISSA. Um, you know, I, I think my takeaway is this. I, I make a lot of excuses for myself because I'll be 50 in a couple of years about continuing to train athletically. And then I hear I got Chris talking about playing rugby maybe in the 70s so no, no excuses <laughs> i have no excuses uh, i'm not even talking about playing rugby i'm just talking about trying to maintain athleticism so so thank you for that chris you're welcome buddy <laughs> absolutely and yeah i kind of already said mine but like learn how to use this equipment. It's really, really interesting the way that you can do anchor point training and using the different anchors. Um, like Chris said, there's no one height that matters, but like a single point could be a great starting point. Um, you don't have to have five and I'm not going to lie. I set my home gym up during COVID. Chris, you'll be super proud of me. I have a high anchor point. It's like all, almost eight feet high. I have a waist high one and I have a low one and I did it myself before I go. even thought about any of this. Yeah. Well, you obviously <laughs> thought about it. I, I did actually. So yeah. I have my TRX straps on the top one, but I have bands that like I have yeah. carabiners and I can detach them and move them along. I just don't have them. I need to extend them out to the sides too. So it's not just one yeah. line straight up and down, but it's super interesting. And, and I think you brought up some great points about how you can build power and athleticism and move and unilateral and just the way that our body is supposed to move, mm -hmm. right? Our body is not meant to do bicep curls all the time, which there's nothing against bicep curls, but we can move a lot more dynamically than that. And you're able to do that with this type of training. So okay, do a bicep curl at a lunge. Right, exactly. Oh, come on. <laughs> a multi-dimensional lunge. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so you can get super creative with it and I absolutely love it. So again, thank you so much for sharing this. You guys go out, learn more. Um, this is for you. This is all this stuff is for you guys. This is why we keep bringing this um, kind of stuff to you guys. Um, there's so much more out there to know. So thank you guys both for being here with us. Thank you guys for listening. Go out there into the world, do all the things, learn more. And as always, make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,